0: Welcome to the family on the Tom Bernard podcast
1: with co-host Catherine Brandt and
2: Andy brandt Bernard.
0: Michael Bryant and Alex Rasmussen are not going to be here today. Michael Bryant's out of town, and Alex has got a sick baby.
1: Well, well he's not a
0: baby anymore, I guess. He's got a sick little boy.
1: Don't call him a baby. He's a baby to me. He won't like that.
0: He well, probably actually wouldn't
1: sometimes like he does.
0: I likes being called a baby yeah. still.
1: Four-year-olds, if they're around babies, they want to be babies but when they're around big kids, they want to be big kids. Yep, of course. They're torn. I
0: suppose.
1: They're torn.
0: I suppose that's true. That is true. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest?
3: Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries.
0: Roger Maris of Nissan's. No, no, you're not. So what's new? Anything good?
1: Uh, Tomorrow, it'll be a good day to talk about all the movies that we've been seeing. And I still think you would like Coda, even though there are subtitles.
0: Well, I might, yeah, I might like Coda. Because there's
1: only subtitles because it's deaf people talking to each other. Right, right. It's such a good movie. I told Katie Harms to watch it, and she watched it with her husband, and both Katie and Dana liked it. So it's not just a woman movie like Aww. you're maybe a little suspicious of. <laughs>
0: oh, don't try to hang that on me. Forget it. Oh, you don't like a women movie. Don't start
2: that. Well, I've heard good things about it.
1: It's really, really good. The guy that plays the dad, I think he was deaf from birth. He has so much emotion in his face.
2: Oh, you mean in real life he, he, yeah. he's deaf in real yeah, life? Yeah, two of them. Troy Kotsur. Uh, yes, he is deaf.
1: Where is he? Where is he from?
2: Um, he is from Mesa, Arizona. Mesa,
1: Arizona. Oh wow, that's a, that used to be a small town. Um, and then the the population
2: th- five hundred thousand. Well, now so not it's not a small ma- town Mesa, anymore. Mesa, <laughs> anymore. Mesa
1: used to be a farming town. It, it was has just yeah. exploded. It's I remember. Insane. In
2: nineteen sixty, it had a population of thirty three thousand.
1: Yeah. I wish God. I would have known to buy up land back oh, then. Oh
2: God, yeah.
1: Um, well, and your then, parents
2: lived in Mesa, didn't they?
1: they? They lived in Chandler, which is very, oh, right. very, very, very close to Mesa. And Chandler also used to be a little farming town, and now it's insane because it's all really close into Phoenix proper. And then the guy that plays the brother, I think he's from Minnesota, and he was also he's
2: also deaf. Daniel Durant is from Detroit.
1: Detroit, Michigan. Detroit Lakes.
2: <laughs> oh, to it right yeah, she's Michigan. working that David, one hard right there. I thought there. he
1: was from Minnesota.
2: He's also born deaf.
1: Well, he was born deaf. And then Marley Matlin.
2: Matlin. Yes. That's Matt the Lynn. mother. Matlin.
1: I, I don't know if she was born deaf. Because I, remember I believe she, she was, was. She was a really big thing with children from a lesser God. Yeah. And then she was like all over the place for a long time. And she kind of talked. I think she can hear a little tiny
2: bit. She can hear 20% in her left ear. Yeah, so that's pretty deaf. Pretty deaf.
1: I mean, I I had my my mother who was, I mean, stone deaf. It was just for the last, my God, 30 years of her life, her and her hearing aids were enough to drive you insane.
2: Yes, indeed.
1: She couldn't hear on the phone. She couldn't hear this. She couldn't hear that. She could not hear my voice at all. Really? Yeah it was really bad I wish we would have learned sign language to tell you the truth with her because I didn't ever get to have a real conversation with her for a very long time yeah yeah even yelling at her and then um, I mean Starkey was nice enough to give her some really 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 high-end digital um, hearing aids that the first time she put them on she was like you can't uh, what (laughs) <laughs> I can't even believe
0: this. Yeah, Starkey was great. There's no doubt about that. Yeah,
1: they really tried hard. And even those, she just, i most of it was probably user error, knowing her. Well, could be, um, yes. But, you know, they helped for a while, and then all of a sudden they didn't. And it was a great big, huge thing. So living with her hearing loss it really affected her life it affected her self-esteem she didn't want to go anywhere remember when we had an invitation to the governor's mansion for dinner yes and um, your your mom came yep and my mom refused to go and why because she can't hear anything and she doesn't want to look stupid
4: Yeah. And she so, didn't look stupid. She, I mean, she well, might have thought
1: I'm, that. Well, I'm telling you, people who can't hear are left out of everything because they're just sitting there and everybody's laughing and talking and they don't know what it's all about.
2: No, no, they're just kind of sitting there.
1: Yeah, they're disconnected from the world. And yeah. this movie really showed how that works that, you know, hearing people have no idea what it's like for people that can't hear. And I mean, you don't run into that many deaf people, so it's no. not. it's not. I don't not know if like, I've
2: ever met a deaf person.
1: Uh, really? Yeah. Well, your grandmother was deaf.
2: <laughs> well, she was she could hear with some $10,000 hearing aids.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then um our uh Chris Gass? Craig, Craig Gass. Gass. Craig Gass. He, his, his he family up, is deaf. Yeah, Coda is children of deaf deaf adults. Yes. yes. That's what it stands for.
2: But yeah, right. like an actual like completely deaf person, I've never met one.
1: Yeah, cuz he's talked about that being a child of deaf parents
0: well he does so many great impressions right on the money because his parents were deaf and he had to learn how to handle all that himself yeah he
2: learned how to mimic speech yeah like by himself
0: yeah it's amazing because it's
2: not like his parents were going to teach him how to speak
1: yeah
0: plus he's a great guy anyway so it all works out in the end yeah
1: and in this movie the dot there's one hearing person in the family and it's the youngest daughter and she loves music Mm-hmm. Uh, and she wants to sing for a living, and they're like, What? What? And you know, they go to her concert, and they can't yeah. tell.
0: They can't hear they don't her. Know yeah. what she's doing. Mm-hmm.
1: They have no idea. So it's hard to be happy for somebody when you don't even know what it is that they're doing and why people get so excited about music.
2: Yeah. I feel like it'd be very surreal to be born deaf and to like literally have no idea what music even is. What anything sounds like. Yeah. It yeah. has got to be very Because you'd weird. hear people listening to music, and you can't even really conceptualize it.
1: No, you really can't. Yeah,
2: the drum beating, the the, the bass drum is. About yeah, the, they can you yeah. It in your chest. Do that. That, but,
1: was, yeah. that was a scene yep. where the dad likes hardcore gangster rap.
0: <laughs> oh, did <laughs> Because
1: de-ding. of the bass, so he yeah. rolls. He rolls yeah. up into the school, and he's got this hardcore gangster rap going, and all the kids are like.
2: They don't know what he's the, the rapper is saying. To, yeah, and know. then
1: they're not all that well off. They're like in a, from a fishing village in New England. They he runs a boat. Oh yeah. He runs a fishing boat, so they don't have a lot of money. It was those days when the fishing industry was drying up, and the individual um, fisher person couldn't really make a much money at all. Um, you know, so they were. Uh, can you imagine the torture that she went through? I mean, deaf parents. Oh yeah. <laughs> not all that you know. Not all that wealthy. Uh, you know, kids are not nice to people with differences no, like that. No, they are
0: not. Believe now, me.
1: nowadays, I think you'd be, maybe the teachers would be wise enough to have it, just discussions about this, what it's like, you know, just what sign yeah. language is, I mean, I don't know. It was very interesting. I, I, It was just really well done, it was well casted, it was just, it was a great movie, It really, I mean, I haven't, like, cried in a movie, and I don't even remember how long, and I, flat-out tears rolling down my face two or three times. Well, there you go. It's so you really want me good. to
0: watch this. That'll it's work. It's really,
1: really good. It's an emotional release, Tom.
0: I already had one yesterday. I don't need another one.
1: Did you cry yesterday? Well,
0: Andy Fisher.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I went to visit my oh, buddy yeah. Andy, who's not doing well.
1: Yeah.
0: And literally, I held his hand and cried like a little baby.
1: Yeah. I did.
0: Didn't There's he kick no, no. you
1: out because you were crying too much?
0: <laughs> yeah, he kind of did at first. He's got to stop that. <laughs> but uh oh, he is my oldest and dearest friend. I love that man. His whole family was so great to me. That's that's very difficult, I'll tell yeah, you that.
5: It sucks.
0: We'll have to keep an eye on it cuz he uh well Andy, did you ever so so you you didn't get a chance to see him over the weekend?
2: Nope. He said no.
0: Our son Andy is named after uh named after Andy Fisher because Andy and I literally Andy brought up something, and, you know, he can—he has a hard time talking and all that stuff. He's, he's not doing well at all. Yeah. But he said, tell my wife what you said to my mother when you were 12 years old. And I said, you mean the pajamas one? He goes, yeah, tell her that story. Because <laughs> I used to spend half of my, literally, Andy Fisher pointed out yesterday that his dresser in his room, the top three drawers were drawers were his, and the bottom three were mine. That's how much time I spent at his house. I was constantly over there, right? So we come down one morning, and Mrs. Fisher, God, brilliant woman. She now she graduated from college in that World War II generation. Wow! Which
1: not too many women went to college back no. then.
0: And she was a college graduate, very, very bright woman. His parents were just terrific people, both of them. I love them dearly as well. His sisters, his brother, Dick uh, um, you know, once the events move on, Barb's going to be the only one still around. It's, mm-hmm. gonna, it's just amazing. but we get on for breakfast, and I'm sitting there in my pajamas, having breakfast at his house, and Mrs. Fisher came by and said, "Tom, how's everything?" And I grabbed my shirt, my pajama shirt, and I said, "A little more starch in the pajamas next time,
1: huh?" Oh, okay, Rodney Dangerfield.
0: (laughs) And Andy just—he started laughing. I thought it was hilarious. It was wonderful, but uh, (laughs) honest to God, I hope he he hangs on because if he goes, he will be the twenty fifth person in twenty three months that I know that has died.
1: Hmm, that's the common denominator here.
0: Mm. <laughs> yes, it's my fault. I think there's, there's no, no question Yes, I killed aging. Bob Saget. Yeah. There's no question about it. But seriously, be the 25th person. It's just insane how many people are passing away right now. Tom here with my good friend, CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, I was out in Maple Grove the other day, saw your new branch that's under construction. It's looking great.
4: Thanks, Tommy. We're very excited to open our new Maple Grove branch in the Arbor Lakes area later this year.
0: Well, the way I do math, that's the sixth North American Banking Company and you only have five fingers. How'd you get to six?
4: I used my computer. We better not add live.
0: All right, we won't <laughs> add live. Never mind. People. Will, well, you're not mean. that good at it. Oh yes, yeah, that's true. That's, right? You yes, know, right. we
4: have locations in Roseville, 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, and Shoreview.
0: One thing I like about being a North American Banking Company customer is I can do a lot of my banking online or on your mobile app. But sometimes it helps to go in and talk to one of your friendly bankers in person.
4: Everybody loves when you visit, Tommy.
0: we have
2: spencer on the line spencer is
0: mm-hmm. spencer how you doing
6: okay can you hear me okay
0: i can hear you wonderfully
6: fantastic thank mm-hmm. you i've been having a lot of trouble getting in but i i have three different browsers but i finally made it through my chrome i have you know firefox i have them all but i'm here
0: well, okay, then. so what's going on spencer
6: you're going on. I'm working on setting up the Elvis comeback documentary with Steve Binder. Uh, Steve wrote. <clears throat> he directed the original Elvis special. He we had Baz Luhrmann write the forward to Oh Steve, sure, which our doc is based on. That's in production now. I was just on a bunch of calls trying to get uh, the Darius Rucker interview set and all kinds of stuff. So I'm busy and I've got another half a dozen things in the oven. So it's all good.
0: You have another half dozen things in the oven, Spencer. You're a very busy man. There's no question about that. It sounds Listen, like
6: Tom, really Tom, older, older than you, but been doing this thing longer. So there you go. Wow,
0: huh. Spencer Proffer with us, ladies and gentlemen. The day the music died. The story of Don McLean's American Pie. I I think the world of Don McLean. We have him on the show. We've had him on this show several times. Had him on the KQ Morning Show a lot. Spencer, honest to God, I I love talking to and listening to Don McLean. What a, what a talent.
6: Well, Don's a really smart guy. He was an artiste. That was, is, continues to be. And I got the privilege of bringing his vision of a song that permeated pop culture forward to the public today. And I'm very proud to do that, proud to be aligned with Don, that he trusted me to produce it.
0: That is great. Today, the music died the story of Don McLean's American Pie. The film features Brian Wilson, Garth Brooks, Pete Seeger, Weird Al Yankovic, uh, I love Weird Al. Weird Al Yankovic is a great guy. And Peter Gallagher. Um, God, you, you just you are a busy man. Spencer. So you're talking about how many different specials you, you, are you putting together right now?
6: Well, in, in our development and funded production slate, we have at least another half a dozen. And they're all with iconic talents. Who have made a statement through their work. They're not as famous as Don, but their work is. And my job as a, you know, music guy coming from the music as opposed to just coming from corporate, you know, offices is to bring their vision forward. Be it Del Bryant, whose parents wrote all the Everly hits, Stephen yeah. Schwartz, who wrote, you know, Wicked Godspell, Pippin, Lamont Dozier's estate. Lamont was my friend before he passed. Oh. He, all the key four tops, you know, Supremes, Martha, Van Vandellas hits, and our our approach to Lamont Stock will not just be a regurgitation of the songs, but really what he meant when he wrote them. Standing in the shadows, we we're in a heat wave, we we're in quicksand, just like we were years ago under the past administration.
0: Yeah, to be honest with you, Spencer, I worked at Capitol Records for seven, almost eight years. Um, it was a it was a joy doing it. Uh, just to be around music 24 hours a day. When you work at Capitol Records, you're around music 24 hours a day. I was in a band from the time I was, I think, 12 years old till I was about uh, 18. Loved doing that. And Then uh, went to work short, got into radio. Then I went to work at Capitol Records. And I tell you, I talk about the studio in the old Capitol Records building in, in Hollywood. There's a studio, and it's still, well, last I checked, I shouldn't say it still is, but the last I checked a short time ago, the Studio A at the Capitol Records building, you go in there and the same microphones that Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin and all the, Johnny Mercer and all these people used are still there. Have you ever been in that studio, Spencer?
6: Not only have I been there, I mixed a little, my Little River Band record there for Capitol. I made two albums. Oh with, my God,
0: uh, Spencer. Uh,
6: Carmen pieces, King Cobra Band. Baxter sure. and I had a, had an overall production deal while I had my label at CBS, which became Sony. I was producing records for Capital.
0: That is phenomenal. So you were, you and I worked for Capital at the same time. That's amazing.
6: Well, you worked for them. I worked with them. Who was president when you were there?
0: Don Zimmerman.
6: Yeah, Don Zimmerman was great. and Walter was the marketing guy. Walter. Yeah, I did, uh, yeah, Walter was great. Walter uh, Lee. What, what I did. Yeah, Walter Lee. What I did with Don is, uh, do you remember the John Butcher records?
0: Yes, of course, absolutely.
6: I produced and arranged them all and mixed them, and what happened was that the people at Epic, Don Dempsey, Tony Martell, who were the gatekeepers of my label deal did not believe black artists could rock now standing Hendrix, but uh, <laughs> to his credit, Don <laughs> did. and when I made the Tina Turner album, uh, which was on UA U- ultimately subsumed by Capitol, I did think that black could rock because you don't have to be colored to, you don't have to have any demarcation to be a rock star. And uh, oh, the guys at Capitol got it with John Butcher. They really felt it. So when Epic said, we can't deal with John Butcher because he sounds too much like Hendrix, and I thought, yeah, he is actually he sings like Sam Cooke. He plays like Hendrix, but he's his own guy. I made a three-album deal with Don Zimmerman and Basker Mennett for Capitol records. Oh, sure. So if you remember those records, I produced them.
0: I wow. do absolutely remember, though. I've got to tell you a very quick story, Spencer, Spencer Proffer, with us, ladies and gentlemen, CEO, music and media producer and strategist. Um, hanging out with the Little River Band was a ball. I love those guys. Very, very nice people. And Glenn Sharrock, I used to take him around to interviews and things like that. You couldn't find a nicer guy than Glenn Sharrock. Just a terrific man. But I remember we are in Omaha, Nebraska on a tour one time. They are appearing in Omaha, Nebraska, and I took him around to the local radio stations and he's about to do an interview on WHO in uh in Iowa or was that in Omaha? That no, was in Omaha. Uh-huh. Yeah, right, it was. But anyway, I I take him into the studio and I said, "Now, do you do you know a lot about the Little River Band because whatever you need to know, just ask me if you have some questions, you're you're kind of wondering if you should ask or not, just ask me first and we can get it all done." And he said, "No, no, no. I love this band. Little River Band's a great great band." And I got it covered, so don't worry about it. I said, "Okay, well, I'll just stay out of the studio then. I'll, I'll uh, listen to it in the, in the lobby of the radio station." And <laughs> I go in, I go into the uh, lobby, and I'm sitting there listening. And they go away. From get it, they come out of uh, Little River Band, and he's going to do his big interview with Glenn Sharuk. And he goes, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to WHO Radio. It's uh, great to be here, ladies and gentlemen." Got a superstar in studio live with us today. Please welcome from Little River Band, George Shark. (laughs) George. (laughs) Glenn Sharuk, George Shark. What's the difference, right? Spencer, I used to handle that stuff so much. It was unbelievable dealing with those people because they never got the names right.
6: Yeah. Did you know, do you remember an album called Playing to Win where David Hirschfelder was the keyboard guy? I do not yeah i went top 10. i actually wrote and produced with the band oh, and okay graham graham gobel the title song when the olympics hit la in 1984 and the russians were fighting uh were facing off against the americans in wrestling competition they actually licensed the master before we released it on capital as a single called playing to win david hirschfelder who had conducted the Australian Symphony, was the keyboard player. And he actually scored Baz Lerman's first movie, Strictly oh, Ballroom. Sure. That's when I met Baz, was through David, who was the keyboardist in the Little River Band that I produced for Capital. And that's how I got next to Baz, to uh, who made the Elvis comeback, which uh, Steve Binder and I are next to. So, it's, Tom, it's just one big circle, and you're right. Music is at the anchor of everything.
0: It is. There's no, I look, I, I, I remember, well, I'll I'll tell you something, Spencer, this is kind of, and you would understand this feeling I'm sure, but I do remember when uh, the Beatles broke, I was 11 years old and Kenny Anderson, one of my great friends and I, 11 years old, would swing on the swings at Cleveland park in, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota singing twist and shout and this and that and the other thing. And then just, uh, you know, 10, 12 years later, I'm working in the building The Beatles used to come and visit and sitting in the studio. Uh, It was overwhelming, Spencer, to go from, you know, a swing set at 11 to at 22, 23, 24 years old, whatever I was, working in the very building where those uh, same Beatles sat a lot of times.
6: Wow. Well, when I was a kid coming up, uh, I was at UCLA. I learned how to play guitar through a book that a buddy of mine's sister had. And I would write my own lyrics to Beatle melodies and my own melodies to Beatle lyrics. And (laughs) nothing was more magical than uh, my buddy and I won the UCLA Spring Sing Contest doing a kind of Beatles imitation original song. So their influence on me as a creative guy was second to none. And so later on, for me to actually make my own records, which clearly weren't in the same league, but were certainly inspired by, I owe a lot of, I pay a lot of homage to the early Beatles, as you do, and Twists and Shout, funny enough, was an Isley Brothers song. But when you listen to, you know, the early compositions that Leonard McCartney wrote, magic all the way through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh no! No question about that. We're talking to Spencer Proffer, ladies and gentlemen, CEO, music and media producer, strategist, talking about uh, one of the greatest things of all time, and that would be rock and roll music. There is what a gift it was, Spencer, to be born at the time we were born, where where you know I'm, I was a little, you and I are a little too young probably to remember uh, Elvis breaking. I remember when he was a big star, but my sister I know is uh, she's seven years older than me. Boy, she was a huge Elvis fan. I'll tell you that. No, let
6: me tell you. Let me tell you something, Tom. I was a student at UCLA when I auditioned for Binder Howe because Bones had produced the association, and the uh, Fifth Dimension. Steve Binder oh, was sure. his directorial partner. Steve directed the Comeback Special. For me today, 50, fifty-four years later, to be kind of blessed to produce the Comeback Special doc through Steve's Lens and really show the public what it was like to befriend Steve. Our doc is called Elvis to Steve. It'll stream on Paramount Plus next spring, and it's the real deal. It's really through Steve's Lens what it was like to befriend Elvis, take on Colonel Parker, and make a seminal event in pop culture history for Elvis.
0: You know, Spencer that's one of the things that you just look at that what, what again what a great great gift this is and I got to point something out about you that people might not know Spencer proffer has a career-long commitment to the issues of uh, civil rights and human rights amongst uh, other civic and charitable causes to which he gives time and resources in 2022-23 Spencer will be producing multiple enterprises with meaningful social responsibility but that is the music in and of itself isn't it Spencer that the, the first really clear good Good communication of people trying to reach out to people other people who are maybe not like them i think that music gets that done before anything else gets that done do you agree with that spencer
6: 100% yeah because true. it permeates pop culture because it's the quickest form of repeatable entertainment and some of the great artists, writers, the Graham Nash, the Carol Kings, the Elton Burnies, the James Taylors, would write songs that would touch a zeitgeist. Cat Stevens with Father and Son really talk about how relationships of people mean something to one another. So, yeah, I agree with you. Steve Binder was the first director to put blacks on television in music. Yes. And with Hello Blue, and he did the Tammy show, and he had Marvin Gaye and, and uh, James Brown, 1964. So using media to make social statements is the way to go, man. And the only thing I can do as a student of pop culture is do what I can do, which is I love the music, use music as a propeller.
0: And I think everybody, I mean, that's why it's so, I know a lot of, a lot of parents, oh, yeah, what are you listening to that rock and roll music for? What are you doing? What? Hey, it's good that we all did because we, I learned a great deal by listening to, you know, the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, of course, the Temptations, the Supremes, I'm in mean, the, all the crossover areas. If you paid attention, you realize we are all the same and music gets us there, which is just, what a
6: gift. That's what McLean did with American Pie. Yeah, yep. When when you listen to that eight-minute opus, he speaks to social issues, cultural issues, emotional issues, and he wrote it from his lens. And then to be able to bring it forward to kids today, 50-some-odd years later, is pretty cool. But again, it's what you said, Tom. It's music makes the statement, and it's interpretive. Lucy in the Sky means something different to you, strawberry fields means something different to me but that's the beauty of music you can interpret it it could mean whatever you want what mclean did to his credit in the reason we're talking the you know the doc on the day the music died was he opened up his heart his vision and his soul to talk about what he meant And he revealed that. And I think that's really interesting to kids today in the year 2022-23. God bless Paramount Plus for having the vision. Bruce Gilmer, Bob Bakish understood what the vision was. And they said, go for it. And we did.
0: You you, You got a good point there. Streaming has done so much. Uh, streaming is phenomenal. I know people get angry. It's like, oh, my God, digital's taken over the world. But the streaming part of it, I don't mind, Spencer, because you get to see and hear so many great things because of streaming now. It's wonderful.
6: I agree 100%. And I kind of personally at this ripe old age of probably the same as yours, I've doubled down on it because it's, yep. a, it's a vehicle to get the things that have meant something to me for the last 40-plus years out to the world with a new vehicle, which is streaming. I think streaming's fantastic. I,
0: I got to tell you something that I've, I've told Don McLean this several times, but I'm 24 years old working at WDGY radio in Bloomington, Minnesota. I'm the nighttime disc jockey and I'm barking out uh, up a storm back in those days, a lot of yelling and screaming and that whole deal. And I'm rocking out as much as I buy. Ah, we're going to rock and roll all night long. Spencer, it's going to be unbelievable. And then I was, uh, Somebody handed me a forty-five. They said, "You need to listen to this because this is you. This has got you all over it." And it was Don McLean's song called "Wonderful Babies." Uh, that is one of the most touching songs. Now, here's a guy who can tell a story through music like no one else. And and you you talk about American Pie, brilliant. But his song, if you folks, if you've never heard "Wonderful Babies" by Don McLean, it's one of the sweetest yet scariest songs I've ever heard. Because the baby's wondering, am I going to make it through all of this craziness? Yeah. It's wonderful. Hey, Tom,
6: Tom, do you understand? I'm sure you do because you're such a in-depth music guy. If you really understood the lyrics to Vincent, sure. It's oh, about yeah. Vincent, but Vincent Van Gogh, he had mental health issues. He had emotional issues. Why did he take his life? I think for Don to actually encapsulate that in poetry was brilliant. Well, he and nailed it. I, I am so looking forward to, I'm working with Don now on bringing that forward for all generations. And we're gonna do an illustrated children's book on what it is. It won't be on the lyrics, it'll be on the sensibilities of it. And I wanna put a symphony orchestra behind the melody and have somebody of today read uh, the lyrics or what the sensibility of the song means. I think it'll touch generations. But Don saw that in 1969. Lots of credit to him, man. He is a poet.
0: And the great thing about that is, and I'm glad you pointed out it was one, uh, 1969, because I think, Spencer, what we're going through right now with the people's hatred of one another, their political arguments, if you don't agree with me, I hate you. And it's just, it's kind of like it was in the in the late 60s, 67, 68. My, yep. my uh, neighborhood burned to the ground, and it never recovered from all these years later. But uh, I think the only way we're going to get through this, I hate you because you don't agree with me, is through music. I think the only way you get out of this is through music. What do you think of that?
6: I think that you get through media because music is a component of media. That's why streaming is called. Because you can visualize the music. But I agree with you because... You know, and it's funny, I'm working on some initiatives now for the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, where music married the military because there's no donkeys or elephants on the bullets. You know, <laughs> exactly. you know Lincoln, Lincoln, Lincoln was a Republican, Roosevelt was a Democrat yep. during World War II. The guys who serve take care of the people who they serve for. And years ago, God bless Quincy Jones was the EP on an event I produced, headlined by Kiss and Beyonce, on behalf of the Marine Corps called Rockin' the Corps. And we wanted to show that music really touched the the guys out there fighting. Bob Hope did it in the forties. Yep. I, I'd, li- I'd like to be the guy to do that in the, you know in the two thousands. And I agree with you. I think that not that music and media can galvanize the world, but it can help. Well oh, And no, no. I think. You know, songs like American Pie, Stand By Me, where I'm going to be working on a documentary on how that song touches people. I actually think that we're onto something by using media. And that's the gig that I have. I don't have a job except taking out garbage. So for my <laughs> wife, <laughs> that's wow. during COVID, Tom, I've done, I've really mastered that one. But um, the punchline is it, it counts to me. It means something to me. It means something to my kids. And I hope it means something to the world. One of the reasons Elliot hooked us up to do this podcast is because you get it. And I don't mind speaking to somebody like you who gets it, because I think the the world should understand what we're trying to do.
0: Are you trying to make me tear up over here, Spencer, you pill?
6: (laughs) No, I've never been to Minneapolis, although I was supposed to go to a KTEL meeting there years ago. Oh, God, I
0: used to do the, I was the voice of KTEL for years.
6: Oh my God. Yeah. I was going to do something there, but I, I didn't because I didn't. But anyway, I punch one. No, the, the fact that you're in Minneapolis, but yet you want to reach the world from your platform, I think it's fine. It's admirable as all hell. It doesn't matter if we're in Cambodia or if we're in, you know, a hole in a bunker. As long as we want to say and do something that counts, why not do it while we're on the planet?
0: No question about it. Another example I can use, Spencer, because, you know, you and I are about the same age. No question about that. But I'm telling you, there's an album that got me through the Vietnam era and all the violence of the late 60s. Uh, you know, after that had all gone on. What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that album about five times a day, both sides, as a matter of fact, Spencer. It saved me from being depressed as hell about the, the state of the world.
6: Not only are you spot on, Lamont, God bless his memory, when he was alive, he oh, was God. there. And when he wrote How Sweet It Is, Barry Gordy wasn't as big a fan of Marvin's social-cultural approach to, you know, what's going on and what he wanted to say. But he did give him the opportunity to do it. With Lamont, he had to disguise his feelings you know, wrapped into things like the same old song and Standing in the Shadows, which were pop songs. But really, when you go deep into the lyric, which my doc will do, we're going to find out what he really meant by that. We are standing in the shadows still. Now in 2022, it is the same old song, whether you're on the left or the right. And I, I remember, Tom, when back in 69, I was going to UCLA. I was in law school. I was marching. For the sds of students for democratic sure, society sure. i was actually a leader of the southern california branch and i was a big believer that you you could have an opinion about the war you could have an opinion and today we're in the same place it's only 50 60 years later but the point is we're all allowed to speak our voice and our hearts and let's just try and unite as a, as a race because we're all going to wind up in the same place anyway.
0: We are indeed. You know, and the one thing about that, that man also, Marvin Gaye, that uh, if I if I held on to a belief in God, it was probably because Marvin Gaye, who just always talked about how sweet it is and how we can get through this and what's going on and all the rest of it, Marvin Gaye for younger people was murdered by his own father. Unbelievable. Unbelievable that that would have happened. I'll never forget that day. It's like, how could you kill Marvin, Ga- your own baby boy, and you killed him?
6: You know the story of Sam Cooke, don't you?
0: Oh God, yeah. Well, actually, if you wouldn't mind repeating it, Spencer, I'd love to hear it again.
6: Well, you know it better than I, you have a much better radio voice than I can ever have. Yeah, fine. I know is it Sam Cooke? A change is going to come was probably a song that was ten years ahead of what's going on. Yeah, and it's. Yep. So- it spoke to the fact that a change is going to come and people are dying and then Sam Cooke gets shot. So, um, I mean, Martin Luther King got shot. There are some sickos out there, man. They're still sick today. If you look at the kids that are getting whacked in their schools, what can we do? All we can do is have our own voice. We ain't those people
0: and i would seriously for young people that are listening right now i would recommend lean on music and i'm not talking about there's some of this music
1: there's a lot of uh, angry music a
0: lot of angry music and i don't want i don't want any part of that i i i listen to music because of the beauty of it because it, because you could sing along because you go oh my god what what a great i mean the temptations uh the Supremes, as I pointed out earlier, I listened to their music because it made me feel better. Not, I don't want to feel worse when I listen to music, you know?
6: No, I agree with you, Tom. Listen, all we can do, it's okay to be an immigrant. It's okay to be a dreamer. It's okay to have an opinion. You don't always have to agree. That doesn't invalidate what your heart tells you. So all we can do as music you know, goons that we are is just you... <laughs> You know, use that art form to just express what we're feeling, that's all. Some people, Wadsworth and Tennyson and Shakespeare and Shelley and Keats did it with poetry. You know, when you go back to Socrates, you go back to all the pundits of life, they've used one form of art or another to express a spirit. That's what philosophy is about. That's what even some of the great Russian authors like Dostoevsky and, you know, I mean, it's okay, use media
0: to express your soul. Yeah, no doubt. Now, Spencer, do you remember, um, because it seems to me, just talking to you, that you knew the way you were going to handle difficult situations in the world was through music. I handled my difficult uh, days by listening to music and all the rest of it. How old were you when you knew you were going to end up being Spencer Proffer, I mean, and doing all the great things you've done?
6: How old was I? Yeah. Well, how about this? (laughs) <laughs> I came to America, Tom, when I was six years old, and I got the shit beat out of me as a kid moving to Albuquerque because the oh. only people my knew from co- my parents knew from concentration camp settled in New Mexico, God. and I understood what it was like to go up against it early. So I kind of felt like the lyrics to, uh, there's a great line in the Dylan song, Like a Rolling Stone, which really touched me, oh, which yeah. is when, when you ain't got nothing, you got nothing to lose. And so I kind of felt that back in 1965 when I had nothing. I was poor. We, I ate off a hot plate as a kid coming up. And I just felt like, hey, the only thing I can do, the only way is to go up and to keep, like Michelle Obama says, they go low, you go high. And I've just tried to go high with everything I've done. If sometimes I hit it, sometimes I didn't, but I sure tried.
0: Don't you think our American politicians – well, world politicians, actually, because England and, well, most places in the world have huge problems now. But, um, yeah, we should maybe uh, pay attention to that, that that instead of just beating someone into the ground, maybe you could try to understand what they're talking about. We're not – not a lot of – and I, to tell you the truth, Spencer, I'm not a Republican and I'm not a Democrat. I'm kind of a centrist, so I wow. get yelled at by both sides. It's really a thrill. <laughs>
6: Well, the thing I, the thing I actually do like about people who think like you, Tom and, and I, is that yeah, I'm kind of Switzerland when it comes to stuff. I do have sure. my political opinions. It's not relevant with music. I know that Don feels the same way because we just want people to embrace the spirit of what you're saying. So being a centrist is okay with media. You don't have to lean left or lean right. All you have to do is lean correctly, and I think I'm my hat's off to Al Gore for his efforts for climate change. I think that affects the world. I don't think just because you're a Democrat or a Republican, you can avoid the fact that the world is, has an issue with climate change, so you should support that. Um, if you're a Republican, great, wake up. If you're a Democrat, you embrace it. It's all okay. Just make a statement. That's why my hat's off to Al Gore when he made Inconvenient Truth. You know. He tried to use media to make the statement.
0: No, he did. There's no question. I, I'm hoping we get by this uh, this current era a little quicker than some people would like. Uh, I just I would like to get back to the point where I can have a differing opinion than other people, and I don't care if it's from the left or the right. I just I got my opinions, and I, it doesn't mean that I hate you because you disagree with me. But I don't need you know somebody else's ill will coming back at me either. We can just maybe. Well, Spencer, don't you think one of the problems we have and the real problem we have with politics in America, there is just too much money to be made by being a, a severe politician on either side?
6: No question. I mean, I think, Tom, and I'm sure because you dedicated your life to music as I have, you don't do it for the money, you do it for. The reason you do it, if money is a byproduct, great, but you don't go into it saying, God, I can cash in. And you're right. right. Some politicians figure that platform is the easy way for them to make money. And I don't agree with that. I agree that the way to make money is do good work. Then the money will come. I think that's
0: wonderful. Spencer, you got to come. So you've never been to Minneapolis.
6: I have never been, I almost went there, but I I understand it gets so damn cold in the winter. (laughs) It does. I don't don't think I have enough layers to make it through the winter. Well, come
0: in the summertime. It's beautiful here in the summertime.
6: Well, invite me and I'll find an excuse. You know, listen, I love the fact that you come from such a good place, Tom. And that's what Elliot Kendall told me when he said I should talk to you. And when I did my due diligence, I said, wait a minute, this guy gets This guy's a music guy. The fact you, you, you know, you work at a label, you understand what the music means. I think that's important to the world. So you just keep going, man. And I'll be there anytime I can to be of any help to you.
0: Spencer, well, how great it was to have you on the show today. I just, uh, I love talking to you because to you and to me, to my family, music is everything. There, There's music is everything is literally everything to me since I was nine years old. I I love it. You love it. And I can tell how much you really do love it, Spencer. So we will hopefully see you soon, sir.
6: Okay, Tom, thanks a lot. And good luck with your show. I think you're doing good. Thank you. I appreciate being on it.
0: Oh, you're a good man, Spencer. Thank you for being with us. I learned a lot today. Have a good day. sir.
6: Well, thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: What's great about that, ladies and gentlemen, is I never look ahead at who our guests are going to be. So I didn't even know he was going to be on today.
1: Yeah, he's had an amazing career. Jeez, he's worked with every fabulous artist they can think of.
0: But do you think, I mean, Andy, you're in a different generation. I would like to get your mother and your opinion. I think one of the only ways we're going to get out of this craziness that we're in right now is we got to put music back the way it was. It's not all pukey, hatred, horrible crap. Mm. I just
1: wish that there was a way of convincing the people that are making a ton of money off of the very angry music
2: that's Mm -hmm. spreading all of...
1: Yeah,
5: a lot of hate. Well, that's the
2: thing. It's the record producers who are doing it. Yeah, pretty much. They're the ones who decide what's a hit, what what gets played on the radio, and so forth.
1: Yeah, I just... Music d- does have a very strong ability to change cultures. It, it always no has. Doubt. It absolutely no always it. has. So it's, yeah, it would be nice if we could uh, go back to a little bit of peace and harmony.
0: That would be. But I, it, I just, I found that so ironic though. The one man that I turned to for solace during a very rough period was Marvin Gaye. What's Going On, one of the greatest albums ever recorded, and that man who I Mm -hmm. admired so much, and he was just a very friendly, I never got a chance to meet him because I was too young at that time.
1: Oh, fantastic talent.
0: But he, so he gets shot to death by his own father. What kind of justice is that? My you friend know. Nancy
1: Fortner, you couldn't go to her house, you couldn't go in her car without Marvin Gaye being played. Oh, is there? Right? <laughs> well, of the time, I think that's the only person she ever listened to for like three years.
0: Well, me too. I, that's all I ever did well, was listen to Marvin Gaye. I think, I think mean, it was brilliant. Yeah,
1: the power of music is just incredible. Um, last night, I went to visit my 96 year old dad, who is uh, sometimes almost catatonic.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Um he is on a lot of Dilaudid, which I think is contributing to his his state. Yeah,
2: yeah. But
1: last night I mean he just I I I went out into the um cafeteria and I wheeled him back into his room and he was too weak to get out of his chair into his other his mm-hmm. recliner. Yeah. He didn't even he couldn't even get up. That's where we're at with him right now. And um I was just like instead of just sitting there having him groan and moan and make weird noises i said to myself what would be interesting to him so i played polka music
2: Mm Mm-hmm. he likes polka
1: oh my god he's singing along with the polka music you see you can talk to him hey dad how are you doing what do you think do you want to go do something Uh, you don't uh, you don't even get a response or you get a uh. pardon yeah um and you offer he knows the word chocolate. He oh, he right knows that up word. With a word yes. with a
5: word chocolate. He knows chocolate, That's Do you want a true. chocolate?
1: Yes. He says automatically, always yeah. wants a chocolate. And he's he was singing a lot. he knew the songs when they were coming on. Here's a guy that can't remember that you're in the room with him. I know. A lot of times, but he can remember the words to roll out the barrel, and <laughs> I don't even know.
0: Because a great memory. Once again, great memories Absolutely. of that song. Absolutely.
1: It, it is hard to be in a bad mood when you're listening to polka music. Mm-hmm. It's very cheery.
0: <laughs> it's very, very cheery
1: music. And um, well. yeah, I remember many years ago, we used to go to all of these bohemian dances down in um, the New Prague, Vesely area oh, in Minnesota, it. where there's a lot of Czech, Bohemian. Uh, German um settlers from the old days and it's kind of remained that way and we we'd have these fabulous fabulous weddings where they'd be playing polka music and everybody would dance <laughs> you re- you remember I brought you to a couple of them yeah. when you were little I mean the 100-year-old people can run out there oh, yeah. and, oh, yeah. and they can dance like crazy to polka music it was just it was such a fun time and it's great music to just dance to and just be happy. It's very Oktoberfest-y. And it was it was really nice to see him actually singing and responding to something.
0: One of my favorite things of all time since I've known Catherine Brandt was going down to Vesely to a wedding and meeting a 92-year-old relative of hers. The 92-year-old relative's name was young jim <laughs>
2: <laughs> i hate to see old jim well, hate to there were a
1: lot of young, jim. yeah jim simon we had a Great lot of guy. simon uh, relatives guy. and there were a lot of yeah there were a lot of young jim old jim they didn't have junior there was a no junior right.
2: there's no. young jim and old jim yeah, right yeah it was it should uh, go back to the uh, greek way What's Jim that? the Elder and Jim the Younger. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's makes you the sound same thing. B- makes you sound more uh, esteemed, I suppose. So when you're i I'm Jim the Elder. I'm not Old Jim. When
1: you're a hundred, you're still Jim the Younger.
2: Yeah. Or does or
1: when the older one dies, do you become the elder? That uh,
2: no, problem. I think what's well, like uh, Pliny the Elder. He was a famous uh, author and such. Well, I think he was. You're I an mean, author,
1: you definitely want to remain elder.
2: But his, yeah, his nephew was Pliny the Younger. Okay. And I'm pretty sure he was Pliny the Younger until he died. No. Oh. That's just like a title that you get. It's like okay. Young Jim, you know. He's Young Jim no matter how old he is. Well, that's
1: true. There's only a senior and a junior, and then yep. there's um, two, three, four, if you want to carry down the line. Yeah. Which yeah, you, only... you
2: don't see too much anymore. That
1: is kind of a title.
2: I don't know if I've ever met a third.
1: Thurston Howell the <laughs> third. You <know>. I've met <laughs> seniors I and of.
0: seniors. Andy Fisher's a third. Is he? Andrew Joseph Fisher the third. Yep. Huh. Well, there you go. That's the one you've met, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, honest to God, I w- I really wish that Alex would have been here for for uh, that interview because she loves music a ton. She does too love music. She does. There's no doubt about that. It's just
1: if I oh. could ever get our flippin. Stereo system to work.
2: It's broken again. Oh I thought oh you my did get it to work.
1: God, no. What's I can get plan? it to play the radio. It's the app.
2: The app is messed up, I'm telling it, you. It
1: I try I deleted the app and then I reloaded the app and it, then I signed into our account. It was exactly the same crap the that it elan was. Before. App
2: is, yeah, total piece I just of crap. don't
1: think that elan eight stuff is any good whatsoever. Yeah, right. We've always had trouble with it.
0: God, I don't know what it is outside in the air now, but my voice is, keeps cracking. My oh, it's allergies are horrible. So today.
1: windy. It's, it's very, l- very. Doesn't windy. help that we
0: bagged leaves yesterday. Oh God! Yeah, probably no. not. <laughs> um, matter of fact, let me run He's down the. Just out to the I'm street. Gonna, I'm gonna go down and. Blow my nose because I literally, my voice is starting to crack. And... No, I'll, I'll be, but you don't want to hear it. Oh, Okay.
1: Okay, okay gross. You don't want to hear this. When is Kostaki In 10 minutes.
2: He's on in 10 minutes, all right. Oh, yeah, that's
0: what I'm going down now, so I'll be back in time for Kostaki.
2: Okay.
0: So talk, amongst yourself. I'll be
2: right back. <laughs> talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> I don't know what to talk about.
1: Uh, let's see, we can talk about, did you see anything this weekend? Did you watch any shows, movies?
2: Uh, we're finishing up The Good Witch. Who's in that? I don't know any of their <laughs> names. I know <laughs> the, uh, young the girl Witch. from is... Once Upon a Time, is Bailey a m- something. Is it a movie? No, it's a show. It's a Hallmark show.
1: The Good Witch. Oh, it... Hallmark. Oh, yeah, It okay. feels
2: like an extended Hallmark movie.
1: What do you, s- what, what? Do you have a Hallmark channel or can you watch it on another streaming service?
2: Uh it's on Netflix.
1: Oh, okay. But it it is a Hallmark
2: production. It's produced by Hallmark but it's on Netflix. Yeah.
1: My sister god rest her soul, I apparently used to just sit home watching Hallmark Christmas movies and cry.
2: <laughs> well, I guess if that's what you're into. I've
1: watched I've watched maybe 5 Hallmark Christmas movies.
2: We yeah, always like much every Christmas
1: always the same movie.
2: Every Christmas we always save like 6 or 7 of them and we watch maybe two. Cuz they? they are they they are all identical.
1: Yeah, it's always some woman running someone away from something. Some comes into a
2: small town who doesn't believe in Christmas. Yes. And then they meet someone who, belie- who really don't... believes in Christmas and, and then yeah. they learn the true meaning of Christmas <laughs> and they get married at the end. <laughs> It's so how it is every single time.
1: I know, and yet they keep on being able to produce. Do they get any viewership?
2: They make tons of money. Well, absurd amounts of money off of these.
1: Okay, so is this the okay? So they they do a Halloween version of the same movie. Is it the same movie?
2: I don't know Somebody if they do believe anything in
1: Halloween but or Christmas. Or yeah, I don't know.
2: I don't know if they do really like. Or is it just Christmas? As far as I know, they just make christmas stuff basically it's like their season is you know the month Uh, of december
1: i think that there's another version of the christmas movie Mm -hmm. that just doesn't have anything to do with christmas it's always about love
2: well yeah i mean they do non-christmassy ones but the only ones really anyone cares about are the christmas ones i think
1: and they do like 60 days of those or something or 90 days Uh, of christmas
2: well let's see i wonder if i can find uh original movies how many are there Let's see.
1: I mean, they're they're good movies in my opinion for like an airplane ride where you don't really. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Christmas under wraps, 2014, got 5.8 million viewers. Is that a lot for a movie? Uh, for it. Well, it's for the channel itself. Oh. So. Oh. Yeah. That's. Yeah, that's. These pretty good. days, that's yeah, that extremely is, that's good. Really good. Okay. Let's see, 2021. Holy crap! They make a lot of movies.
1: They make so Jesus. many movies.
2: There are probably eyeballing it, 40 movies on here for 2021. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, we're, Hallmark. We're talking about the Hallmark Christmas, <coughs> the Christmas movies. movies. Two for the Win, A Winter Getaway, Snow Kissed, Beverly Hills <coughs> Wedding, Valentine's Again. They're doing Valentine's stuff. Okay. Uh, maybe It's Cold Outside, Sweet Carolina. It's maybe It's Cold
1: Outside.
2: Sand Dollar Cove doesn't sound very Christmassy.
1: Huh. Well, so yeah, I
2: guess yeah they do it all year round. It's just nope, Sweet Pecan Summer.
1: Sweet that's definitely summer. not about Christmas yeah, no. Andy was just talking 5.8 million viewers on a for a Hallmark Christmas movie that's pretty good
0: Well, people are looking for some solace they really are that's why I think music is well, gonna have to move a little I more friendly
1: I think that's why people get kind of almost like yeah it's almost like a um
0: not a romance
1: like a romance novel. You know, they read the same author. It's basically the same book, but it's just a little bit different. It also says they have a fall
2: season rush as well.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that is. It's just like, it's fine. The
2: Nine Kittens of Christmas. Kittens of Christmas.
1: I want to watch that one. That's very cute. Mm
2: -hmm. But yeah, let's see. Control V or Control F. Christmas. uh, 278 matches. So they have 278 movies with Christmas in the name.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, that's so, good. Oh
2: yeah, that's quite a few. And we that's better get it, watching. That's I, not uh, even including things that, like, you know, like uh, there's one called Taking the Reins, which I'm assuming is about reindeer. Oh. <laughs> so I'm yeah. hoping. We have Joe on the phone. Joe, what's the latest?
1: He's been crying about Christmas movies for years, I mm-hmm. hear.
2: Oh, yes.
0: He
7: loves I'll Hallmark.
1: No?
2: no? No? No
7: Hallmark?
1: No Hallmark for you?
7: I don't watch Hallmark, no. (laughs) It does seem seem like a woman thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I was listening to you guys talk about Catherine's father and uh, it reminded me that when I was in high school my grandpa for lack of a better way to explain it popped the bolt. Mm -hmm. Didn't remember anything. Mm -hmm. My dad and I would go visit him and He'd be sitting there humming, and he wouldn't realize he was humming until my dad told him to knock it off. Every five, six minutes, he'd be like, who are you again? Oh. oh, God, that's hard, man. But you sit him down behind his piano or his organ, name any song you
2: wanted to, he could bang it out with no problem whatsoever.
1: Really? That's really Something about amazing. music. Well, it's like
2: stutterers. When they sing, they don't stutter. It just it, a completely different part of your brain yeah, that somehow really is generally spared by that kind of thing. Well, my
7: grandfather was um, one of the go-to for um, that kind of uh, for organists or pianists. Uh, Oddly enough, I went to my first funeral at seven years old because I was being babysat by my grandparents and my grandfather had to take me with him because he had a funeral he had to play. And I was in my first Catholic church with my grandfather because he had to play Saturday Night Mass at St. Agnes.
0: Oh, sure, yep.
7: Which is like a stone's throw from where I spent my childhood years in St. Paul. And then... uh, you're talking about the third and junior and the second? Mm-hmm. Well, my father's grandfather's name was Frank Steinhauser Junior the Second. Huh?
0: Junior the second? Junior the
7: second? My dad. My dad's name is Frank Joseph Steinhauser
0: Junior the Third.
2: Really? Huh, it's a compound.
0: Yeah. So why'd he go with Joe for you? What happened? My mom told him flat out, not nah, a goddamn chance in hell. You're going to name my son that. <laughs> I kind of thought that might have been it. I thought that might have been the, the, the situation. Oh, no, they
7: just, they
0: they compromised.
7: I'm Frank, I'm Joseph Frank. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. No,
2: there, you go. there
7: you have it. What the else? generations of Frank Joseph and then the thing. Let's name this one Joseph Franks. as everybody.
0: <laughs> it
7: all works out you. Hey, folks. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I guess that, that uh, the, the playing the music is all muscle memory. I think oh. he played organ at First Baptist Church down there 9th in 9th and Lacuda for close to 50 years. Oh. He was the, the lead organist for lack of better term. He Every Wednesday during choir practice, he was there. Saturday choir practice, he was there. Sunday, he was there for choir practice, choir practice before church, and then again after church.
0: So, I mean, you could even blindfold the man and he'd be able to play. You know, one of my favorite stories about your family is we're sitting here one day, well, you know, one of the members of Soul Asylum, we're talking about music, and all of a sudden, Feedback Frank's name comes up. <laughs> and they're talking about Feedback Frank, and Joe calls and he goes, Feedback Frank is my yeah. dad. I'm like, what? <laughs> I
2: couldn't believe that. I know. That was crazy. Who was that yeah, who was, was bringing him up? Well, it was Doug, right? Yeah, Doug Sprinthall. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doug and his, uh, wasn't he? Um, yeah, there was someone else. From Soul Asylum. Yeah, yeah. a guy from Soul Asylum. Yeah. But yeah. one thing related somehow...
0: I think right. yeah, yeah, I think so, yes. Step-siblings or something? Yes, I think that's exactly right. That his dad married his mom, or some dad, some, some deal like that. Right. All right, Pally, we got K- Kostaki coming up in a couple of seconds, but I want you to pick the next story I'm reading, okay? I'm going to give you three titles. Which story should I read? You ready? Sure. Sister's claim about Sasheen Littlefeather raises eyebrows. Do you know who Sasheen Littlefeather is? Yes. Marlon Brando lady. That's exactly right. She's the Marlon Brando lady. She's famous
2: for being uh, associated with Marlon Brando.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, so we got Sister's Claim about Sashin Littlefeather Raises Eyebrows. Or I can go with Brazil Politician Throws Hand Grenades at the Police.
2: Well. <laughs> okay. It's wow. one way to solve and cause many problems. Yes.
0: And the third one, the final choice, would be Man Allegedly Killed a Guy Who Chided Him Over His Manners. Hmm. He, he, he said you know you have bad manners so he kills the guy oh we gotta listen to more music that's all i'm saying people just listen to more music you'll feel much better oh emil says say
2: the two guys we're talking about are stepbrothers apparently they're stepbrothers that's that, that's exactly go. what
0: it is yeah very good all right joe it's thank you sir about music we're gonna have uh kastaki on in a couple of seconds so i appreciate you calling in pally Right on. back to you all later. Have a good day. Bye. Right. And we are back with stretches picks.
1: You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always <laughs> recommend betting.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple?
1: None of the above.
0: Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? is expensive enough.
2: Let me know when Kostaki's ready to go if you would, Andy. He is on oh, he... and I want to see I want to see uh, when this generational divide shifts because dad said something and I thought he was talking about something else and I want to see what Kostaki thinks. Okay. So, you were telling a story about how you were sitting there and someone comes up and hands you a 45. So, Kostaki, what was he handed? <laughs> <laughs> he thought gun. You yeah. thought beer. No, I right? thought gun. It was a record. It was a record, for old forty-five. Oh, oh 40 my five. goodness! Yeah, I, I thought I was like someone that, handed yeah. you a forty-five. That's a weird thing to do. It's like <laughs> not no, no, a not, a, not a gun. Yeah, a
0: a single. I should have said he handed me yeah. a single record. So
2: what was your first thought when you heard that forty-five? I literally thought gun, then beer, and didn't think of records at you all. Go. I did <laughs> really have 45. 45? I God, yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a 45. Maybe at JB's. He has a bunch of those oh, wow. records.
1: Yeah, they're, yeah, some, they're he kind does. of coming he back.
0: <clears throat> are they? Yeah. Oh, people love vinyl. People are loving mm-hmm. vinyl. We just had Spencer Proffer on, uh, one of the great producers out in Los Angeles, yeah. music producers. What a it's been a great show Joe called in. Now we got Kostaki Economopolis. I mean, how could my life be any better? <laughs> he laughs. These are the questions. These, <laughs> These are the questions. Are the questions. <laughs> so the the, uh, the Vikings had a bye week so you can't complain about them. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, the Falcons
8: uh, lost as usual, so we can't complain too much about that. Uh Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are losing again. Oh my god, uh, they're, they're and not just terrible. Yeah, they're they they both look terrible this year. It's really they do. Interesting. They do. Yep. You're right. L- losing again, and not just invites to Thanksgiving. Oh,
0: was that an inside shot oh, at his deal. wife or or him?
8: Well, they're both they're both a little you know upsetting to family at this point.
0: <laughs> well, it's only about a half a billion dollars at stake. What's the difference? Yeah, that's right. Oh my goodness! Can you imagine the amount of
8: money? Oh when he's the one whose whose income is dwarfed by
0: the yeah, spouse, exactly. How's that possible? You know, he's only worth about two hundred million. Big deal.
1: You know, all over social <laughs> oh. media, they're complaint they're talking about how their divorce is getting so contentious. It's like you've got all the money in the world, just. You know, decide how many hundreds of millions you can live on, and just move yeah, on. Yeah, for
2: real. Why hey, kids even breaks, argue? Good point. I'll just yeah. I'll take 100 a hundred million, and then I'm yeah. good. You know. Yeah, you do. You don't worry about the rest. I can live on. And 100 they each million. have lots of income. Yes, they do. Ahead as oh, well. Yeah. Yes, they <laughs> like, do. <clears throat> right. No, but even if they didn't, I mean, God, what? they're going to live another what, fifty years, maybe?
1: Yeah. What are they arguing about the Frette sheets or something? I mean, what could? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they I can know. afford anything. Uh, it doesn't well, matter.
2: You know
0: what it is? They're both coming to the end of their careers. That's
2: exactly well, what Well, yes, that, is. that they're worried about, you know, because Tom Brady, I well, still, the problem is, know. or the thing is, even once he retires from being a quarterback, he's still, he's going to be a coach or he's going to be a consultant or something, and he's still going to make $10 million a year. So it's like, is he really oh, coming up on the end of anything? No, I no, suppose he's no. gonna
8: be. Yeah. And she's a giant brand that doesn't go away yeah. overnight. Oh, yeah, no. Right. Yeah.
1: Oh, he'll be put on a million boards of a million things. Yes, and he will. Won't have to do anything he'll but consult show up
2: for every NFL yeah. team simultaneously. Every,
1: everybody's gonna want him associated with their company.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. that's right. Maybe we should yeah. get him on ours first. Yeah. <laughs> let's, yeah. There you let's go. grab him first.
1: Yep.
0: Tommy B. It'll be phenomenal. <laughs>
8: I've got the uh, Tom Brady versus Kostaki-Economopoulos comparison nobody Ooh, asked for. I like Are it. Are you ready? I love it. All right. Interceptions. Tom Brady has 204. I have zero.
0: <laughs> See. See. <laughs> Pick
8: sixes, 18 to zero. God. Super Bowl losses: three for Tom Brady. None for me. Yeah. See? Uh, See? There you go. Uh, You're much better. Disappointed supermodels. One for Tom Brady. None for me. <laughs> 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 Very Killed good. Killed at a funny bone. Tom Brady has zero. I, I've done it twice.
2: <laughs> Ooh, twice. <laughs> Tom
8: Brady smashes tablets. I crush poker tables. You see? They're, we're different. He, he's a football cheater. I'm a semi-bluffer.
0: Yeah, there you go.
8: He's splitting a fortune with his ex. I have nothing to split. You see? It's different.
2: It's totally different. <laughs> compare and contrast, you know.
0: <laughs> well, you just did a little separation there about a year ago, didn't you?
8: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. seven, eight. Nine months. Yeah.
0: God, it's only been yeah. seven, eight, nine months. I thought it was about a year ago now. We don't have too much to <laughs> fight about. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Well, it's probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah,
8: it is a good thing. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is weird. I just woke up.
0: Oh, believe me, um, my voice because of the the, the, the dust blowing through the air the leaves. Up here. The leaves falling. You know, the leaves falling. My my throat is completely clogged up. Oh, my goodness. I flew in. My
8: flight was late. I flew home last night, super late. I was in Atlanta telling jokes of the punchline all weekend. It was really fun.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's like a hell that of a flight, of though, from Atlanta to Los Angeles. That's a long flight. It
8: is, and it was late, so I'm just sitting on the tarmac oh, for an hour before we left. That's mm-hmm. yeah. always fun. Yeah. Uh, so back to Brady and Rogers. They both got upset, and not just by kids running across their lawns. You see, they're old. <laughs> see? At this point, they're the two old guys from the Muppet Show.
0: Yes, well,
8: Statler and Waldorf. That's right. Yep. Hey, look at you.
1: God. How do you remember that stuff?
8: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: uh,
8: <laughs> Yeah, Brady and Rogers both had embarrassing losses. I haven't seen this many old man tears since they canceled Matlock. <laughs> oh now wait a minute. My mother was tearing up over that. I'll never forget yeah. it. Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. She loved Matlock.
1: That's so
8: funny. I understand. Uh Brady and Rogers were gonna meet to commiserate for dinner today, but uh, neither could get there uh by four PM for, for dinner. You know, they're old. I
0: understand.
8: They're an odd couple for dinner. Brady doesn't eat anything with, that, with carbs, and Rogers doesn't eat anything without psilocybin. So not, it's hard to it's hard to agree. <laughs> I was it's a
2: very limited palate. Yeah, I was yeah, not aware of that.
8: <laughs> they could theoretically split an organic avocado spiked with ayahuasca. Maybe.
0: <laughs> well, good. Glad to hear it.
8: Right after the game, Brady said, quote, nobody is happy about where we're at. Well, I'm happy about where he's at. Uh, Tied with the Falcons, who aren't even trying to win this year. Um, You know who else is unhappy about where he's at? English teachers. You can't end a sentence with a preposition, Tom. You you might be able to fool some football players and supermodels with that kind of grammar, but you're almost done with those two groups of people. (laughs)
0: That's pretty much true.
8: (laughs) Panthers smash Tom Brady. Oh, 21 to 3. How mad is he when his team scores fewer points than he has Super Bowl rings? Oh, God, imagine that three points they got their ass kicked by maybe the worst team in the league pirates haven't been this embarrassed since they lost to tom hanks that was the movie. oh
0: really that was the movie with the no, I okay. i remember the movie <laughs> i remember
8: <laughs> the packers commanders game took forever it took so long in, uh, during the game britain had two prime ministers you see, that's a long period of they time. They actually that did, to true, tell you the yes. truth.
0: So that's actually a true story. So, you know. But that game was hard to watch, I'll tell you that. that. That trying to throw the ball down the field at the very end of the game by the Packers was just hideous. Yeah, I don't, it seems, that should be something they're good at. What's happening? Yeah, you would think it was terrible.
8: Amari Rodgers muffed a punt in that game and dropped a key pass, and the Packers lost. Now he's public enemy number one in Wisconsin, narrowly beating out the breathalyzer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, a shot at the beer drinkers of Wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) is all that was.
8: (laughs) the Packers are so disappointing. They should be sponsored by those fat-free O'Lester chips that cause anal leakage. Oh, you know? Jesus. That's a
1: delightful I
0: remember those. Are those <laughs> even still around any longer? I don't think I, so. I, I think, no.
8: I think I the think publicity kind
0: of killed them. Good. Yeah, that's
8: cool. tough. I was joking with a friend of mine about some of these things, how the publicity angles get changed. You remember there was a... Uh, there was a diet product ad named AIDS.
0: Oh yeah. A Y D S. Yeah, the yes. little, <laughs>
5: little I remember little,
0: that. A Y D S it was. Yeah,
5: yep. the little
1: candy. That's a things. tough
8: draw for a little diet product. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really is.
1: Our, our time overweight time for a
8: rebrand, gentlemen. Our Let's overweight
1: neighbors had those in the fridge at all times. Oh, did they really? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, they oh, did. really.
0: <laughs> the AIDS candies. That's exactly right.
8: Yeah. Either way you could lose some weight. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, cold! That's terrible. That <laughs> <It> is terrible. <laughs>
8: Write your strongly worded emails to me for that one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Roger said this might be the best thing for his team to have these ugly losses. No, Aaron, it's the best thing for what happens to the other team. That's forget two. Rogers needs to be in concussion protocol. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he said. He that- said nobody. Nobody expects the Packers to beat Buffalo this week, which is the first time America can agree on something
0: that Aaron Rodgers said. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, they're not going to beat Buffalo. That ain't happening. Oh, man, they look terrible right now. They do.
8: He's playing so bad, State Farm uh, raised his deductible. Turns out you don't want the Rodgers rate.
5: (laughs) Oh,
8: I I forgot about the Rodgers rate. Very good. All right, here's a joke up your alley, Tom. Up my what? Uh, to se- up your <laughs> Thank you. This joke where the sun don't shine, Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, to celebrate the Dolphins' perfect season, they offered 1972 price concessions at the stadium. Oh, yeah. Uh, wow. For 75 cents, you get a Coke and a handful of Quaaludes. <laughs> Ooh, that's good. 1972, everybody.
1: <laughs> Quaaludes. The Dolphins
8: know. are actually good, which ironically sounds like a statement that would make you fail a concussion test. This guy thinks the Dolphins are good. Get him into surgery immediately.
0: Well, they're better. They are a lot better. Yeah,
8: too looks good. And, you know, and I and I like him not just because he has the same number of vowels in his name as I do. He's
2: you got a few.
8: We got a few. Yeah, we're we're vowel brothers.
2: You're yeah, just missing uh, the e, right?
8: Yeah, he's got. Uh,
0: <clears throat> He's got mostly A's, I
8: guess. I got mostly O's. We got, mm-hmm. we got a hell of a name put together for Scrabble. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. I, yeah, I suppose. I suppose <laughs> that is true.
8: Christian McCaffrey now a Niner. Uh, let's see how that goes. Usually, when a super Christian goes to San Francisco, it ends badly.
0: Oh yeah, that's not gonna, that's not going to be smooth. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. Whatever
1: one. do you mean? <laughs> yes, that's What are you trying you know, to imply? Different
8: groups make different choices in life. That's all. Uh, could have been worse. Christian could have gone to Detroit. You know, Christians and Lions not historically.
0: Ah, uh, see. You know. He tied <laughs> her all in, well. ladies and gentlemen. He's very good at it.
8: Is it too much to ask to have Christian McCaffrey and Buddha Baker on the same team? That would be fun, <laughs> right? Buddha Baker. Maybe they could sign Mohamed Sanu.
0: <laughs> yeah, got sure. Muhammad. That's true.
8: Yes. Sh- surely out there, there's, there's a football playing Jesus Garcia we yeah. could grab, right?
1: Yes. We could bring everyone together, finally. Yeah. Yeah. Finally.
8: Everyone so nice. comes
0: together. I love it.
8: <laughs> now, McCaffrey's got a rough injury history, and the Niners have a rough injury. injury. I'm surprised he didn't tear an ACL just sign the contract. Uh, he's he's going to be okay. We'll see. All right. Last joke. I like this one.
0: <laughs> Legos last joke, and I like last this joke. one. That's really nice. Get ready, You everybody. actually <laughs> like a joke here. I saved go. it for you. All good, right. <laughs> good, good, good.
8: This one's a bit of a pun. I don't do a lot of pun comedy, but this one's no. good. Uh, Rams owner Stan Kroenke ordered to pay $571 million to Whoa. St. Louis for moving the team to L.A.
1: Oh. That's a bit of change.
8: Yeah. Talk about an arch nemesis.
0: Ah, <laughs> huh? because St. Louis. Well-known arch. You're right unbelievable. There. Don't ever call Come here on. again. Let me put it that way. I, <laughs> I, I never do a pun. I never do a pun. He saved his pun for the last right. joke, you too, get, by You the way.
1: get five a year. Yeah, yeah okay. there you Tick. go. That's, that's probably more than I need. One could only hope. <laughs> So yeah. Your team's
8: still good. They just took a week off. Well that's we'll good.
0: see. They've only played bad teams other than Philadelphia and Philadelphia killed them, so That's Yeah, that might be right. Okay, well it
8: remains to be seen, but Yeah, we'll see. They,
0: five and one? Five and that's, one. Yep. That's absolutely. a pretty good
8: place to be sitting.
0: Yeah, but if you're a Viking fan, you know they're going to tear your guts out at the end of the season. So what's the <laughs> yeah. difference? <laughs> yeah, I've been putting up with it since I was about nine years old. No, nah, actually, I was I was a baseball fan at nine, but a football fan at fifteen.
1: Yeah, the last three yeah. games, okay. people should just not show up. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Empty <That's> exactly right. <laughs> if you don't knock this crap off, we're not coming to the games. Well,
8: that's the problem. You don't know when the last game is going to be. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it as could be at as, any point.
1: Yeah, as soon as they start looking bad, you might as well just forget it.
8: It's yeah, true.
1: Right.
8: Yep. I understand as a Falcons fan.
1: Yep. You know that okay, you do.
0: That is very, very true. All right, in our Pally. next
8: lives, Tom, can we pick good teams to root for?
1: Can yes.
0: The next, the next time we come back to life, I'm ready for it. <laughs> There's no question. <laughs> about it.
2: I wonder how common it is to just like root for someone completely unrelated to your life. Just like you know, you're born in Minnesota and you're, you know, you're a Cowboys fan. You never been you to know Texas. What? But I took, that's a question I, I ask a lot when it, from the stage. I sort
8: of chat with people about how they connected with their teams. Yeah. It's pretty rare. Almost always there's a story about dad or yeah. my yeah. grandmother like this team. Something, or yeah. My
2: brother hated this team, and so I decided to like them. There's usually a very good reason. <laughs> well, I feel like I, as a Minnesotan, <laughs> if I was you know, walking around going, you know, go 49ers, people would be like, why? Every time right. someone yeah. heard that they'd come up to me and ask why and it would get really annoying so I would just stop. <laughs> I did this weekend I talked to
8: a guy who he literally he his something happened with his team he was frustrated and he didn't like his local team. So he literally put the 32 teams in a hat and <laughs> drew a team. This Ooh, is my new team. Like and it. he's been rooting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for like 30
0: years. <laughs> huh. Well, that hadn't been too bad. Brad Johnson won a Super Bowl with them, so
2: that was That's it. right. Yeah. That's right.
0: He did indeed.
2: Are they yeah. Florida's only team? No, Miami. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Jacksonville. And, and Jacksonville. Jacksonville, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought Jacksonville was a college team. Huh? No, Jacksonville <laughs> it's Jaguars. Because they're terrible. Them. Well, yeah. that could be why. You never hear anything about them. <laughs> well, there is a big college team there. They would have been there. relegated if we had a system. Team there is yeah. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that is college team mm, territory. It is. Yep, You're right. Roll tide. Roll Wait, tide, no, no. really? He goes with roll tide. That's a little north of there, but close enough. <laughs> it's oh, not north of there. It's west of there. It's yeah. west of there, yes. <laughs> Where the hell yeah. is Alabama? Okay, so
0: west of there.
8: Just <laughs> vaguely south, of
2: the southwest-ish
0: of me. It's above Pensacola. No. Kastaki, I can close with a quick story as long right? as it's what, what you guys are talking about. All right. The family has a family of friends, uh, and I won't say their name because it's, you know. But Johnny, the husband, uh, went to uh, Alabama for college. He's from Georgia originally. Uh, he's right. a southern boy, there's no doubt about that. He went to a, he went to Alabama for college. So he's always roll tied and this and that and the other thing. So a family member of his, and by the way, he's he's a rather conservative political man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so his wife or his family bought him a brand new golf bag for Christmas about five, ten years ago. And of course, right you know the little pocket where you put the golf balls and the tees and all that stuff. Right. Okay, on the outside of that, it just said Bama, you know, because Alabama just said Bama. And someone, pain in the ass, in the bag room, went in overnight and glued an O in front of Bama, so it said Obama. <laughs> <laughs> We're ah.
2: kind of asking for it, to be honest. Oh yeah, he Bama is. W- for it. it's one letter away. Yeah, exactly. That's so crazy.
8: he had to carry whatever. Put that so... together. That those are that close. That's funny.
0: I told you, Bama and Obama. But he <laughs> saw that Obama and and he couldn't get it off because they glued the piss out of it. So even if he <laughs> tore it off, it'd still tear the the leather and it'd still say Obama anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
8: that's funny. That's Isn't that clever? wonderful?
0: That is very clever, I think. <laughs> all right, young man, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Looking forward to it. Kostaki Economopolis, ladies and gentlemen, uh, even though I never read the thing and I didn't go to the University of Minnesota, well, I, I actually went for one day. This is this is a bit unsettling. But, you know, we've talked about this on the show many, many times that, you know, the broadcast television, broadcast radio, and newspapers are all going to go by the wayside in the next few years. Uh, In major markets, anyway. In smaller markets, they will not. It'll take longer, but um, after 120 years of publication, the Minnesota Daily has ended regular print publication. What is oh, the Minnesota Daily?
1: I am really, really... It's a daily newspaper that was published at the University of Minnesota. Yep. I am so shocked that they haven't gotten rid of it before because of climate change. I know. Yeah. What are you I, doing printing on paper? I'm just... Yeah, I know.
2: Well, technically, every time you print something on paper, you're sequestering carbon in the paper. So. <laughs> well, there technically, though,
1: that's not how... So uh, people that are worried about climate change works. So no, yeah, that's true. That, and, and once again, it's just more litter all over the place. And what are they? I know. You know. I, I mean, know.
0: They should have killed it they off cont- years ago. Are,
1: are they doing an online version or what are they replacing? Well, it
0: with? I you will read the story because it's just like I said. I, I only went to the University of Minnesota for one day, and it was never my kind of newspaper anyway. I had to go after me quite a bit up there. I
1: had right? letters to the editor. Um, oh, did you? Printed in there, and I was quoted a couple of times. I wish I would have kept all those. Things, but I don't remember, and I don't really care. But um, yeah, yeah, it used to be like the thing to you know go to campus and, hmm. and read that. I was yeah, yeah,
0: true. If you had been on the University of Minnesota campus in early March 2020, you could have picked up what might be considered a collector's item today. As the campus and the rest of the world shut down and went virtual due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the Minnesota Daily suspended print publication announcing that there will be no physical edition of the student newspaper until in-person classes resumed. Students have since returned to classroom, but the ink-on-paper version of the Daily has not. As reported earlier in Racket, what is Racket? Is that a news site?
1: I have no idea. must know. be. Sounds
0: like a meta-news site. Leadership at the paper decided not to resume regular print publication. As the Racket article put it, the print edition of the Daily was quietly killed off, never to return. That meant that the last issue, regular issue of the Daily, which started publication in 1900, was published sometime Mm -hmm. in early March of 2020. The last copy of the paper collected by the Minnesota Historical Society is dated March 2nd, 2020. A front-page story in that paper with an apparent typo in the headline announces covid 9 causes you to cancel abroad programs. COVID-9, COVID-19, what's the difference? COVID-9. Maybe that's why. The copy is a sort of rarity <laughs> because at the time so few of them were printed. I mean, I look, I like I said, I never read it, never had anything to do with it, but it still feels weird
2: that there will not be a Minnesota Daily newspaper. Like I said, I didn't even know it existed, so. And I well, think I'm not the only one, which it, is probably the problem. It yeah.
1: really didn't matter. Um to me that much i mean i i got it because it was a free publication but it wasn't something that you lived and died by i just think that um it just it's got to be all about the waste and all that well it costs money to
2: print you know papers you got to rent out a printing press and they're probably really expensive because there's probably like three of them left
1: and i i, I do think that at one time uh, a college newspaper was basically a catalyst for journalism students to, oh no question you know, about to it. go yeah. into some yeah. sort of publishing realm after that because that would have been in a feather in your cap that you were a reporter um, or editor or whatever for the minnesota daily newspaper because it was a it's a big campus mm-hmm. yeah So it's too bad it's really too bad the whole that whole industry is just dead
0: well it's a whole different world now i mean it is a completely different world now than it was you know obviously 20 30 years ago
1: as far as newspapers you've been subscribing to the star tribune for some strange reason, for all these years, online, the online version, but they still throw a paper on our driveway once yeah, a they, week now. They do, that's true. It's like, stop throwing the paper at, at us. We yeah. don't want it. It's a waste of everything. It goes right into the recycling bin. It does, yep. yeah. I don't bring it in. I don't read it. I don't use it and for by the anything.
2: Way, it's wrapped in plastic. And too, it's so wrapped it is wrapped in plastic. The other part well, of it? So the rain doesn't ruin it.
1: Yeah, but I mean, right. he, he, well, he subscribes anyway. to the online line version right. why they just randomly decide to start throwing newspapers at your house i don't understand that business practice They plan to have
2: these papers printed Well Might it's as also well give them prob- to someone. it's
1: also probably a little bit of a an, Oh, see, he's got the paper in his driveway. Yeah,
2: there's a physical presence Maybe there.
1: Maybe yeah, it's almost like a little advertising. Well, it's like
2: when people used to have those little Star Tribune things that you they'd put the Star oh, the Tribune in, yeah, yeah those tubes. little tubes. Mm-hmm. People would go by the houses and be like, "Oh, wow, the Star Tribune's a big deal. They even got it on their mailbox." Well, it was a
1: big deal at one time. I I remember that Sunday paper coming in and Massive, yeah. it, the entire family was quiet. Because this person would want this, that person would want that, the the sports, the funnies, the, you know, just, yeah. I mean, it took hours to go through the paper
0: Yes, every Sunday. Oh, it did, yeah. That paper used to be literally about three inches thick, the Sunday paper. Loaded
1: with ads and all that kind of stuff. And we even got the paper for a very short period of time just because of, you know. I think that's funny papers for you guys. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, there you go.
1: <laughs> cuz I never real I didn't really read it after a while. Well,
2: it's funny cuz so what age would you guess that I was when Calvin and Hobbes stopped being printed?
1: 9 Eight, nine, ten? Yeah.
2: I was nine. You yeah. were nine. But I mean, Very that, like, good, that's, that's a long time ago. Yeah. I was nine by the And oh, uh, you once were Calvin and Hobbes went away, I really stopped reading the funny Yeah, you were big mad. I was not happy about you that. Were, you
1: wanted to write letters to the paper. Mm-hmm. Why? And he just quit because of some sort of thing about the comic. They wanted to shrink the cells or something. He basically he felt that
2: the medium was not allowing him to be artistically free because it's like more ad space less comic space because he used to do these massive full page full color comics
5: yeah
2: and they they they'd say you know no color because color ink costs more money and then they'd say oh we got to put an ad down here shrinking your space and eventually he just got fed up so
1: what is he doing nowadays
2: being a recluse really it he's it's impossible to find him you can't interview him really yeah what are you guys talking about bill watterson Really? Yeah.
1: So he he had all those books, the Calvin and Hobbes books.
2: He still makes money off of, yeah, selling Calvin and Hobbes. He gets royalties, but he doesn't, yeah. Like, uh, he doesn't do interviews anywhere. The, I think he's done, like, one guest comic since then really? for some other comic that he liked. But, yeah, he, like, he doesn't want to be talked to. He doesn't want to talk about it.
1: He just doesn't do anything anymore. Nope. Maybe he's got a pseudonym and he's doing something else that we don't know it's him.
2: Well, maybe he's like me. If I had Calvin and Hobbes money, I wouldn't do anything either. I <laughs> just sit at all I home don't know. Day. Back in
1: those days, did you make enough money? Oh, like... I'm
2: sure he made tons of money.
1: Oh, okay. Calvin oh, and Hobbes God,
2: is yes. world famous.
0: <clears throat> all the oh. attire, the shirts, the hats, and all that stuff too. I mm-hmm.
1: just that was a gra- that was a great comic strip. Well, actually,
2: the merch was never made. He doesn't want merch. Oh, I thought they, oh, so. They never did make the merch. I
0: remember that, but There's they no never merch. did make it.
2: Huh? Any merch you see of Calvin and Hobbes is illegitimate. <sighs> really? I just... Yeah, like those those popular stickers back then where Calvin would pee on something. Yeah. Remember right, those? Right. Those were all uh, illegitimate. Yep. They were bootlegged? Yes, no, they really? sure were. Well, there
0: are still stickers you can put. The, uh, you see a lot of pickup trucks with that little figure. Well, peeing. Now it's
2: the pickup trucks peeing on other pickup trucks. Yeah, it's yeah. right. so exactly. stupid. But. <laughs> exactly. God, I just
1: remember looking at that and just the, the look on that little boy's face when he was eating uh, frosted coated sugar bombs, or oh, whatever they chocolate,
2: were. Chocolate yeah. frosted sugar bombs, yeah. <laughs> sugar frosted sugar bombs? Yeah. Chocolate yeah. frosted. Well, I chocolate think it frosted was. sugar I don't bombs. Chocolate Something like that. And,
1: you know, it just was so funny because that's what all the kids yep. wanted
2: was the. I still remember the name of the fake cereal in Calvin and Hobbes yep. 30 that years was later. A, that and was then a great thing.
1: One time he belched so hard that his head went triangular.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so, you know, that's funny. <laughs>
0: That
2: is funny. I it love that It
1: was hilarious, stuff. and they're riding on that sled, which seemed like forever to get down the hill. And yep. they could have a conversation. And it's like, oh yeah, just, they could
2: have a long conversation while sledding down the hill. Yeah. Like, are you on a mountain?
1: Oh, It was just. It was a great. It was a great time to be alive.
2: Mm-hmm. It was indeed. What the hell of a show! The
0: three of us just holding down the fort. What do you think of Look that? Look at action? us
1: actually having things to say. A
0: couple of great guests, though we have to admit, oh. the stocky was on.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. The guest
0: name all the Spencer Proffer.
1: Yeah, Spencer Proper. Yeah, he moved. Um, his he that was a, his name isn't the name that he came to America with. No, he changed his name. Right. Um. Yeah, moved from Germany. Interesting. Mm-hmm. He was born no,
2: in yeah. Germany and moved when he was six to New Mexico. Of all and places. why was that? again? he said why. why he did He said that there that.
1: was a uh, well. Uh, he
2: was born in 1948,
1: so yeah, he's 73 then.
2: <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So I mean. Being born in 1948 in Germany. That's oh, yeah, very uh, bad. Not a great time no, to be in Germany. No, 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 not at all.
1: But, yeah, it just, what a career. I mean, to come from that kind of background and to do all of the things that he did is amazing. Michael
0: Bryant just texted me from wherever he is. So, how did the podcast go today?
1: <laughs> Still on the podcast, Michael yeah. Well, too. I can
2: say this, Joe... Has been sober for two years as of yesterday. As of yesterday? Really? So, Congratulations.
6: Yeah,
0: Congratulations, That's Joe. That's fantastic. amazing. Mm-hmm. <clears out throat> that is great. Work. And I, I'll, is, it, is it next March? It's going to be 10 years for me, right?
2: It's uh, next March, I think. That sounds, yeah, because we just did our 10-year for this show
0: and i didn't drink during this show
2: yeah you did during the very very during, beginning. Oh, during the very beginning you quit like halfway into the first year i think so oh, yeah, so that, that so would yeah it would be march of march of next year so it'll be 10 mm-hmm. years yep. in march 10 years wow
0: 10 years indeed i remember what we oh. did the next night the next night after i quit drinking i took you guys out to dinner and and he said well we won't drink i said you can drink all oh, you yeah, want right. i don't <laughs> care
1: we just watched what was the movie we just watched with the uh, sigourney weaver Oh, uh,
0: good! The good good house, house. the good Good house. house. Yeah, we didn't know. Really good.
1: It was just advertised on a streaming service. Yeah, it was like, oh, Sigourney Weaver and Kevin Kline.
0: Kevin Kline, Kevin Kline. He's terrific. Yeah,
1: both good actors, actresses, and um, it was not what we thought because the trailer would lead you. to think that it was sort of a comedy. Yeah,
2: right. Not There's so a much lot a comedy. of that. They always market everything as a comedy and then it's not, <laughs> not a comedy. Not
1: so much a yeah. comedy, but it was really good. And it, it, it's about her, you know, alcoholism yeah. issues and it was very well done.
2: But it doesn't
0: beat you over the head with
2: it. No. It's the way she handles it. Absolutely. I remember for like 10 years ago, maybe even longer now, we would go through. Um, like the online catalogs of movies. And I, I don't know what uh, what thing it was on, probably voodoo. And we'd go through the comedy section and we'd find something and be like, oh, yeah, that looks pretty funny. And then we'd watch it and it's like the most depressing thing in the world. Yeah. Remember how they used to do that all the time? They call it a black comedy. Yeah. Because it was yeah. like all tragedy and then one joke. So yeah. it qualifies as a black comedy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right, that's going to do it. We will talk tomorrow. I don't know if Alex is going to be in tomorrow or not because
2: age is a little if sick. Stops. That cold was very bad, so he's going to be sick well, for a while. Well, he's been
1: sick since Friday. Friday? So, yeah.
2: He's going to be sick for probably until Friday.
1: Yeah, and they ran around like lunatics all weekend, oh, yeah, so did. he didn't get any rest. So it might yeah. linger a little longer. Who knows? Hopefully, he'll get better soon. Ethan
2: was sick for like three weeks. I almost.
1: know, poor baby.
0: Eth, Eth. Yep. Hope All everybody right. feels better. We'll be back tomorrow with the family.